We are back at it under the sun with Coach Tim Hall. I have a special guest with me today. He is a good friend and colleague and fellow collegiate cycling coach. I have the director of the Fort Lewis College cycling team with me today. He's on the phone way out in Durango, Colorado, and I just want to welcome you to Under the Sun, Dave. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Uh, looking forward to the opportunity of talking with you. Good. Well, so have I. I've uh, been looking forward to this um, and, you know, want to get the story out there about your collegiate cycling team, varsity collegiate cycling team out there in Colorado, because you all have achieved a level of success that very few teams have in not just collegiate cycling, but in cycling period, you could probably put it up there with all of sports if you get right down to it. But what I'd love to really dive into is sort of a little bit about the history of your program and, you know, the culture that was established and you've helped continue to grow and build because you, your program has been around since 1994, it's going way back, has yep. won 24, yep. 24 total team Omnium National Championships, and that doesn't even include all of the individual national champions. Do you have any idea what that number is? Oh, I, it's 70-plus now. It's it's kind of hard to keep track. Um, yeah. We've been fortunate enough to pick up one or two of those a year. <laughs> well, it's impressive, and, you know, you've got a wonderful tradition there, and I've always admired it. I mean, I really, truly have admired yeah, thank it. Thank you. And it's it's something to just sit back and watch. And I love how your athletes compete. They they pour their hearts into competition, and they have a lot of fun. You know, as an outsider, it's one thing to watch people have success, but it's even more enjoyable when you see how much fun they're having when they're doing it. Right, right. Oh, that's you know that's an important element, um, really, of our program since the the beginning um from the initial coaches uh of the team back in 1994 um he's actually a very good friend of mine we went to college together who who is that uh, i'm not sure i know uh keith darner okay and um he actually uh coached the team and then uh went on to he still runs his own race production company here in colorado and runs a bunch of enduros and, and uh, endurance events, mountain bike events. Awesome. Well, you have been the director of the program since 2004, and like I said, it started in 1994. So it had been around a while, won some championships, and in fact, I read this today, I didn't know, that Fort Lewis College won the inaugural mountain bike championship of collegiate, which, you know... I think that's newsworthy in my book. <laughs> right, yeah. It, it, you know, USA Cycling Collegiate was track and road before that. And and since mountain bikes had grown, you know, to an Olympic sport, essentially, um, they they brought it on board for collegiate. And, and we were fortunate enough to, one, be in a place like Durango, which already had a very strong cycling culture and a very rich mountain biking background um, to have uh, riders like Todd Wells and Matt Smith um, and Scott Simmons, father of Quinn Simmons, um, going to school at the time. Uh, so uh, it it worked out well for us. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so... Let's let's kind of pick things up in 2004 because that's where you come into play. And right. you know, you arrive and the team's been around for a decade. And you know, I right. didn't get into the to collegiate cycling until the year after that. So I I come on board in 2005 actually. So uh right. you know, you and I have been uh bumping elbows quite a bit at all these national championships and I've been able to right. witness your team up close year in, year mm -hmm. out, you know, I, I want to talk a, a, about the culture of success 
you know, and what goes into that? Because I think a lot of people may be mistaken in thinking that, well, all it takes is that you just get a bunch of fast riders and they show up and they're fast and that's that. And uh, I mean, that certainly is a part of it, but that's not the end all be all. You and I, I think, know that all too well. But since you took over this role, you know, what are some things that that you have done yourself as the leader of that program, you know, to ensure that the success they had prior to you continued and and just you you stoked the culture that you have created there to continue that success? You know, what what are some things that you did, especially early on, because, uh, you know, as you know, you get older, more experience, you change as a coaching leader. You know, what were the things you were doing back then to keep it going, uh, keep that success going? Right. And, yeah, um, back in 2004, I got asked to come on, come help with the program, essentially, because it was getting quite large. And, and it was a student-run club uh, back then. And um, the reason, one of the reasons it was getting so large is during the summers, I was running Norba National Development Camps. Mm. and regional development camps and kids were coming through those camps and staying in the dorms and saying okay there's trails everywhere 360 degrees if i go to college i might want to come here and and really the program you know was was getting very strong so there's one bringing strong riders in um but like you said the second part of that is is the right culture and, and setting the right tone for a team, right? Because individuals, especially very elite cyclists, it's a lot of times very ego driven and, and, and everyone's different, right? Um, and, and to bring people together, um, that one have, you know, that are strong, uh, strong individuals, both in their mind and, and their physical attributes and, and getting their right as a team and have a good culture um, was always important. And, and it's something that this program has always had is, you know, if you aren't having fun riding your bike, then why are you doing it? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and I know you've seen, like I've seen is that, you know, we, we've seen some very top, top level juniors come to our programs and they get out on their own and they, you know, college is all about growing and figuring out what you want to do. And it's often very different from what it was when you were young and they get to college and they're like, huh, I'd rather learn how to play the guitar. It's a whole, a whole new world opens (laughs) up to them. Right. Right. So, um, and so they weren't having fun riding their bike anymore. And, and so I'm like, I understand. Right. And if you have something you want to pursue, that's going to help you grow as a person, you know, be a better person in the long run, be the person you want to be, you know, more power to you, you know, I'll, I'll support you any way I can. Yeah. And so really I think it's, it's, you know, just in having a, a lighthearted, fun atmosphere to, you know, at, at times at national championships, that can really help uh, hold off a lot of the pressure that riders feel, because I know they all feel it yeah. um, at nationals, <laughs> right, to, to compete. But I think we do a good job of having them in a good mindset. Yeah. Um, And you bring up a good point about, excuse me, about, about ego. And, you know, because a lot of times these young riders who are, who, especially the ones who are very good, um, and have always had a certain level of success, they come to college and all of a sudden they're surrounded by a lot of other really good riders and you got to find your way through it. Uh, and then, right. And then be supportive of your teammates. 
And, you right. know, for a lot of these young kids, it's tough because it might be the first time they've actually been surrounded by a real team day to day. And that's a big yeah. adjustment. That's something I've I've noticed since day one when I got into this profession. And that's kind of the downside of cycling, uh, youth cycling. And NICA is really helping with this, though, thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, it's a, yeah. that's, you, I've seen a big improvement in that area of, you know, all the other mm-hmm. ball sports have an edge on us because they have such a team-oriented background ever since these kids are, you know, dribbling a ball or, or, or throwing one. But cycling is right. a little different. And, you know, when it comes to ego, I mean, what have you seen as how to how to get those who, you know, a little certain amount of ego is good, uh, but it not be detrimental to the team? Because, we, you know, that's what we're all striving for is, is right. to win together as a team. And you know and I know that that's where the real fun is, is when you and your entire team are celebrating. It's not just one person. So, you know, how do you, how do you right. handle those situations? Right. And, and it, it, it really is, you know, especially more prominent road racing, right, in that, in that I mean, there's been so many years that, that we've gone to road nationals and, and you've probably gone to road nationals where, we've got an amazing team. I, you know, don't see how anyone can beat us. We have this horse and this horse and, you know, all these strong male and female riders and, and, um, you show up and, uh, teams beat you. You may have the individuals. And so really, I think it's, it's, um, it's letting these young riders know one, because they've never really had a good, team support structure you know they've always been top dogs from wherever they are but if you want to especially in the road cycling world you better know how to be a teammate and and be willing to let set your ego aside and say we're going to work to make this guy win or this girl win Mm -hmm. um and 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 then also i think part of what makes it work for us is, is yes, we're a varsity team with a lot of, you know, very, very strong, um, you know, young riders, but we also operate as a club still. Right. And, and so we have riders who are in it to, you know, go to three or four mountain bike weekends during the fall and have a good time and get supported by coaches and, and everything that the, college helps us do for these kids it i think it adds some perspective sometimes to the kids who are at the top end yeah of that yeah well i do see that as uh you know our team at lee's mccray is is nowhere near the size yours is in total and and i do see that as a as a stumbling block for some young kids they come into college and uh they're not they're not ready for that adversity of, oh, wow, these people are really good. And now I've got to work even harder for it. I love how your program has found a way to not only attract those riders but keep them, and they stay stoked and fire, uh, fired up about the sport. Uh, frankly, I've, I've found that more difficult on our side of things because of the competitiveness, and uh, uh, I have to work even more now to find a way to to keep to hold on to those kids and say hey you know you can still do this it's okay that you're not at that level you can do it at this level still have fun still grow and contribute you know in some small way you might not earn points at nationals but so what you could help us do some other things and be a contributor so i really respect the fact that uh, it's got to be an enormous task to oversee that. I mean, how many riders do you have total right now, including, you know, all the elite and the club uh, and everyone? About 120. Ooh. So a, a lot of those are mountain bikers, and and a lot of those are, you know, club-level mountain bikers. We have plenty of Bs and Cs collegiate categorized um racing downhill and cross country for us and they're just in it for it's a good social group to be in it's a it's a um 
cyclists tend to be good students, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a good academic group. It's a good peer group to be in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that uh, that that helps a lot. Yeah. Well, you're doing that quite well, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of these days I want you to bring that whole crew over here to our home mountain bike race because I think that would be. <laughs> That would be that would be a sight to behold, man. Uh, you yeah, are. it's quite a quite a sight. Uh, a thirty five foot trailer, a twenty seven foot trailer, and uh, two and one uh, budget twenty six foot box truck uh, full of bikes and gear. Camping, we camped during yeah. those weekends too. Um, I, I think we brought one hundred and thirty two bikes to a race one time. Oh, oh! I think my most—the most I've ever taken—is about forty. Uh, I cannot imagine that many. That's incredible. Just the loading and unloading process is insane. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm usually pretty tired after those weekends. <laughs> I can understand why. Um, well, you know, I guess you know one of the things I. I I said, maybe you got some other thoughts to add to this, you know, because I was thinking, you know, what, what is it that Dave thinks that sets your culture, culture apart and attractive to new riders and then keeps them there? You know, maybe touch on that a little bit, because before uh, the show started, we were talking and you were discussing the retention rate, which I knew before you told me was really good because I never hear of Fort Lewis riders bouncing around and going to other places. So discuss that a little bit about what it is you think sets your program apart from the culture standpoint that not only attracts them there because you got Durango and other, you know, important attributes that lure Mm -hmm. young people there, but then you keep them. And that's in this world, in our business, that is a very right. difficult task. Right, right. Um, you know, keeping them here, one, uh, it, you know, it, the school is the biggest factor, I think, when it comes to that, whether they feel comfortable. Um, you know, we've lost a few that Durango's a, a fairly small place, and there's not a lot of action, big city action going on here necessarily, Right. Um, and, and they, when they do leave, they leave for, you know, various reasons. Um, but I think we are able to, uh, keep kids involved in the program just by caring for them and providing a good support network, right? Both Mm -hmm. not only with our program, but with our community in general. Yeah. I, um, through our recruiting process, that's that's something I emphasize with the with the kids and the families about, hey, you probably noticed we only have one stoplight in this town, <laughs> you know, and that, right. that that's an eye opener for a lot of these young kids. But, you know, Durango, I think it's a little bit bigger than Banner Elk. And so yeah. touch on Durango a little because, you know, I wouldn't say that you and I recruit against one another a whole lot. You know, every now and then someone's right. looking at us yeah. and looking at you. But everyone yeah. that uh, everyone that tells me that they visited your school and Durango, boy, their eyes are just wide open. They they love the town and the what it represents. So touch on that a little bit. And I'm looking forward to coming there uh, this coming fall <laughs> oh, for yeah. Mountain Bike Nationals. I'm finally oh, going to make it. I'm looking forward to having everyone here for sure. Um, Durango's, you know, it's to mountain town right on the edge of the desert, about 14,000 people, uh, you know, maybe 30 stoplights, <laughs> maybe more than that. <laughs> um, if we're comparing stoplight numbers, um, uh, and, and really just a strong, uh, strong community. Um, you know, it, it's a ranching community to the South. It's a college town. It's a, recreation town it's a tourist town um but really what what made it special like it is for cycling was the iron horse bicycle classic Mm -hmm. um getting ready this will be its 49th year coming up this year wow um 
And that really started Durango off on the cycling map. And then, you know, the people who organized the Iron Horse were organizing uh, uh, mountain bike nationals, um, uh, both series races and national championships from 1986 on, world championships in 1990, World Cups, all that stuff. And then from that, um, they started a trails organization. And since then, um, you know, we have 300 miles of trails, all of different types of terrain accessed from city streets all over town. Um, you ride five minutes across town and it's a whole different, it's more mountainous or it's all shale with no rocks and you go south of town and it's high, high desert, um, riding. So just the varying terrain and the access, um, uh, and then you, you attract, um, you know, a lot of good resources for people who enjoy the outdoors, um, you know, from doctors to, to nutritionists to whatever it may be that, that helps support, um, our town. Yeah. Well, you know, we capitalize on that as much as we can too. Just, you know, right. the, the trails and, and the roads around here that we have, but also that outdoor right. recreation element. And boy, right. I tell you, it's it's made a big difference for us because I'm sure you see this too. Uh, these kids that they love to hike, they love to camp, they love to go climbing, mm-hmm. they boy, they love to ski. And you know, I think you, it's just something you have to embrace if you're going to go to a school like yours or mine and just pour yourself into right. it. But most of them come to us with those things that they really enjoy doing, and we just, you know, they get right. to enjoy it while they're in school. So that's cool. Um, you know, right. one of the things... And, I, and can I, I need to give a shout-out uh, to Ed Zink, who actually just passed away uh, while we were at Mountain Bike Nationals in California this year, and he was the, the father of the Iron Horse and, and uh, everything that's gone on in this town. And uh, we need to always honor him and, and what he did. Well, you for, know, for yeah, well, good. I, I, I'd i not heard his name before, but I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I mean, you've promoted your fair share of bicycle races, and, mm-hmm. and, so, and so have I. And I've had quite mm-hmm. a few promoters, uh, well, I should say, I, I've had a few promoters on the on the podcast, and I actually have a few more. Because I'm a promoter at heart, too. Man, I, I mm-hmm. love bicycle race promoting. And what we've been able to do with our home race in the fall here is just kind of blown my mind a little bit, uh, what mm-hmm. it's grown into. And what I love to follow about your team uh, mm-hmm. all year round is all of the things that you do, you know, within your team mm-hmm. as well as in the community and I mean, it's yeah. you know the cross race, the home road race, the 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 uh, roller races. Uh, roller races were yeah. just this past weekend. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I I keep up with the things that Chad Cheney puts out there, and uh, who does yeah. a great job with your social media and 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 other yeah. stuff. And man, I just, you know, yeah, that community that you're talking about. I just really am impressed with it. It looks like a lot of fun, which I know is has got to be adding a lot of value to the to your culture. So discuss a little oh, yeah. about all the the. It's you're not just a cycling team that goes and races. You've got quite. You got your you know your your hands on a lot of things there to just uh, uh, to have oh, fun yeah. with. Yeah, for sure. From you know, like you mentioned, the roller races, which is you know. A, this is the 30th annual, and I think the team's been running them here for about the past 10 years um, in a bar on stage um, during our big winter festival here in town. And uh, so that's a lot of fun, To We run the cyclocross series for the community um, in the fall. We run short tracks all summer long. Uh, we run... Uh, our scholarship fundraiser bicycle tour um, 
and local time trials on Wednesdays, Wednesday noon cross practices. Um, oh boy, home, home road race with a time trial, a criterium right down downtown, a road race that goes around campus and up our mile-long front hill up to nine times <laughs> um, and you know and then we just got done with a trip down to Blaclavido, New Mexico on the Navajo reservation and they um, get bikes donated for the DNA bike project which, which is a Navajo initiative to, to get the uh, tribal members out on bikes and enjoying bicycles and they have bikes donated from everywhere. Wow. The most notable ones are from uh, Burning Man. Wow. Um, <laughs> and, and those bikes are something because they're definitely uh, decorated. Wow. Um, you know, with fur glued to them and lights and all sorts of different stuff. Um, but we went down there and they have work days down there. And they have about 250 bikes sitting out beside um, the Baptist church, which is about a half mile away from uh, the chapter house in Baclavro. And they took the big gathering room in the church and set up tables. And there were uh, cycling team members and people from all over who came in that day to help them uh you know, put bikes together, you know, take parts off bikes, put them on other bikes, make them run, so on and so forth. Yeah. And, uh, and so that, that was a lot of fun. And we're going here in another week or so going back down there again. Nice. Nice. Well, that's awesome. And I know you, you also have a, uh, a summer NICA camp that you have there, have had there for the past few years, which is uh, yeah. a pretty popular one, uh, for all the kids mm-hmm. out West. And, I think, you know, all those things. Yeah, actually, kids from everywhere. We have seven kids from Georgia coming this year. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Well, that's, you know, I mean, I I think, again, you know, just what you've built there and and played a part in in building and all those moving parts, uh, Mm -hmm. I think, are quite impressive. Uh, You know, I was looking on the website today, and, of course, I, I, I know this, but I uh, wasn't fully aware of just how many other people are involved. And, you know, you have, in some capacity, you have eight other coaches pitching in, you know, to yeah. to give yeah. attention, to give support, to give help, to guide these young people. And, I, man, yeah. I, I just was like I was going down the list. And, of course, I've seen them all. I've talked to them all. and But to see them all on that page together, it's like, right. wow, you know. Uh, right. That I, I know you wouldn't be able to do this all by yourself. So maybe touch on what right. they contribute as well. Oh boy, um, you know from uh, you know like Elka Brutzart, our women's and strength and conditioning coach and nutrition coach, and just general health and wellness um, to you know being a counselor. Um, Elka is just, she's an amazing spirit, um, and just so knowledgeable and, and just wants to share, you know, her knowledge from being a World Cup downhill racer, um, and, and what it took to be at that level. Um, and, and she's really just continued her, her education throughout her life, um, to really, you know, not only help herself, but to help you know, all these kids and give them the information to help them be the best they can be. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, and then Chad Cheney, he's our mountain bike endurance coach. Um, he's an alumni of our program. Actually, Elka is the only person that works here. That's not an alumni of the program. So we do a lot of that. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that kids, after they've gone through the program, want to come back and do their part because, you know, it, it's usually a pretty pretty important part of their life. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and so Chad's an alumni of the program, uh, also the founder of our local 
uh, junior mountain biking organization, Durango Devo. Um, and, and he, he's a, he's a major good culture bringer, uh, to the team. Um, he loves anything and everything bicycle related, um, uh, and, and is the master of fun, right? Um, <laughs> That's a good and, way of putting and, it. And, 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 that is a good way and, of putting and, it. And, and just not being so serious about it. Yeah. You know, his cyclocross practices aren't whistles and clipboards and that sort of stuff there. Yeah. You know, let's, let's see how far we can go on the edge of the river. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> hey, for, for people out there listening, for people out there listening, I think, uh, if they've ever been to a, a, any kind of bicycle race, uh, and right. you found, some type of sport card, like a like a baseball card or a football <laughs> a card. If you found one of those, John ra- <laughs> yeah. If you found one of those randomly somewhere in the in the somewhere at the venue, I can guarantee yeah. you it was put there by Chad Cheney. That's right. <laughs> so, or or anyway, anywhere we've ever traveled, you know, truck stops, um, wherever it may be. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I enjoy um, talking to so, him. He, he's, he's, yeah. yeah, like you said, he's just got a good spirit and that kind of stuff yeah. rubs off on, on the athletes is when you're, you know, you just carry, that's how you carry yourself. And, and that's a big part right. of being a coach yeah. is you could have yeah. great riders and you could have all these moving parts. But if we as coaches don't carry the right spirit and engage in the right way, man, we can, mm-hmm. we really can dig a hole and put, and just put things, put a dark cloud over things, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, he, Chad is, is brilliant, um, at, at that, right. At, 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 you know, just setting the tone for everything. Um, and, but also being super knowledgeable, super understanding and, and, um, you know, he's, he's a brilliant coach also. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and so it, it's good. And then we have another alumni, Ian Burnett, um, who really helped us, um, build our track program when he was a student here. And now he's our track and, and, uh, and road coach. He raced for, uh, Jelly Belly on the road. Um, for many years as, as a roller, <laughs> he, yeah. he never got, never got many things, but he was the guy, he was the guy pulling from mile 30 to mile 90, um, usually. <laughs> um, and he, you know, he's a great spirit and, 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 you know, between Chad and Ian, they're both, you know, they both have young families. They both have very young kids now. And, and, uh, as we all know, being a coach, unless, you know, you're a D1 football or basketball coach, collegiate coach, um, you aren't making a lot of money doing what you're doing. No, no. <laughs> and, and these guys are balancing young families and, and two other jobs and, and all that. And they, you know, I'm thankful every day that they still have the passion um, to be involved in this program. Yeah. Well, they're making a difference for sure. Um, yeah. and, and I, I enjoy seeing them at, at the races and, uh, at the championships and engaging with them, uh, because it, you know, I always feel better about myself when I'm around them. And that's just a, uh, a, you know, how they, just how they engage with everybody. Um, yeah. switching gears just a little bit, Yeah, you know, here we are, it's 2020 and you know, the landscape of collegiate cycling is much different than it was when you and I first got into this. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, there's definitely been some growth, maybe not as much as we would like for there to be, but there's definitely been growth, uh, but it's evolved, you know, and it's much more competitive. We have some, uh, some emerging teams that they as a team are doing really well, or they've got, you know, a team might have a few riders that are doing really well. And I'm just curious what, as you're looking ahead, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what do you see as what the future holds for collegiate and then you know how how is fort lewis gonna stay up there at or you know near the top of the mountain so to speak 
you know, and, and continue that tradition and, and culture of success we're talking about. Right. Well, I, I think the biggest we could, best thing we could do for collegiate cycling as a whole is, is really try to engage, you know, the NICA riders mm-hmm. all over the country now, right? And, and to let those kids know that they, there's a team after high school, um, wherever they go to college, you know, pretty good chance there's some sort of cycling club going on there mm-hmm. that, that they can take part in and continue to have fun racing bikes, right? Um, and then, you know, yeah, the landscape's changed. I mean, us and, and Lise McRae and Marion were really the first schools to come up with any sort of scholarships for cyclists. Um, and the landscape has changed. You know, I, I think all three of our teams have, have seen it's harder to, uh, get some of the top talent because there's so many other schools out there now that are offering <clears throat> pretty good sized scholarships. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, our schools aren't necessarily for everyone. And so there's more choices out there for kids for what they want to major in the communities they want to go to college in this that the other um Mm -hmm. and and so you know we're doing our best to try to compete on that on that scholarship level um always trying to get more resources as far as that goes you know because we know that's oftentimes a determining factor is because college isn't cheap Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, I know a lot of these programs have more scholarship resource than we have, but to have the teams they have, there aren't many kids out there on, on the actual teams that do well that are, let's say getting a full ride scholarship. Yeah. That, right? they, yeah those they've, are... they've got to take what they have yeah. and, and, do their best to to allocate it right yeah um, yeah yeah and, we're not we're not in a fortunate position of you know d1 football <laughs> man uh, right you're just you're just just like everybody else you know i um just trying to make you stretch your resources whether it's your scholarship budget or even just your annual budget you know of going out and you know paying for the things that you do whether it's the entry fees and the travel and the food and whatever housing might you you might incur mm-hmm. it's right. tough it's very it's very tough and you want to be able to just have a blank check and say you know let's not make money an issue about you coming here if you want to come but that's just not the reality you know right right yeah and you know i i respect every other program out there because they're doing their what they think is best with what they have right yeah and and um, you know, we're, we're very different from, you know, I, like you said earlier, I have the utmost respect for what, what Dean has done and, um, what Patrick's doing at CMU now. Um, you know, they're, they're doing very, very well on mm-hmm. that front. And, and, but they are what they are. And, we are what we are and you are what you are. Right. Mm-hmm. We all, we all kind of offer something a little different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the people out there, I think, you know, we, uh, though what we do is awfully cool, uh, you know, coaching collegiate cycling teams and offering this opportunity for young people to race in college. And I like, I like the fact you brought up the, the, the NICA aspect and how, we can play a role in being that next carrot for them. And mm-hmm. I mean, you and I've had this conversation many times in the past about, and you know, so many of today's top pros coming from America, they came through programs like ours, you know, they mm-hmm. came through right. some kind of collegiate program and, and it might not have been varsity. It, it may have, but so many mm-hmm. of them are doing it and that, if we can, you know, find better ways to connect those dots with these young people to say, hey, you know, this is how they did it, and you can do it too. Uh, 
Right. And so, you know, to be able to pull that off and, and do more of that, and uh, I think that's going to be the biggest challenge for us in the future is, you know, bridging right. that gap. Uh, uh, because really, in the end, you know, uh, I just want to see a greater percentage of those kids racing in high school going somewhere and racing in college. And that yep. it, it doesn't have to be a varsity program. Like you said, there's, yep. m- I mean, most most schools have some kind of club, you know, that they can be a part of. And so the kids out there, you should look into to it because, you know, again, you could just, you know, go to school, have fun, race your bikes. And, um, you know, the thing I love the most um, about collegiate is just the atmosphere at the races, you know. I mean, road, right. yeah, road racing, yeah, the, the tone and, the, and all that is can be a bit more serious than, say, mountain biking or cyclocross and, and you know you've got your different types of riders for different types of events, but just the camaraderie that you have mm-hmm. at a collegiate race between the riders, between the coaches, between everybody—it's unlike any other type of racing to be had anywhere. Uh, I don't know what right. you think about that, but I just think it's right. one of the most unique, unique places uh, for people to participate in the sport. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, we're all, we're all alike. You know, that's the biggest thing is, you know, we're, yeah, we're rivals and, and yeah, we want to beat each other, but in the end we understand that, you know, or us coaches understand that we're all in the same boat and the kids understand that, that, you know, that guy goes to a different school, but he's a lot like me. He's going to school and racing his bike and having fun. Right. right? And, and those are, those are memories and bonds that last, last a lifetime. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, and that's true. I mean, they develop friendships with people on other teams and, you know, and remain yeah. friends with them forever. And I, I think that's, that's one of the cooler aspects of what we do. All right, so mm-hmm. last thing I want to talk about is you, you brought up a couple earlier is, um, you know, is just the some, just talk a little about some of the riders you have had over the years because you have had some amazing, not only collegiate racers, yeah. but racers right. who were simultaneously racing pro or they went on to race pro. And through the years, you know, of those riders, you know, maybe – who stand out as some people who really helped continue to stoke the fire for Fort Lewis? You know, um, there's names out there that people have heard of, and there's others that maybe people haven't heard of that who are awesome, who made an impact on, right. you know, the culture of your program and right. uh, and have helped just continue to push the envelope and, and keep Fort Lewis relevant and successful. Right. You know, we've had... We have a couple of Olympians, you know, from Todd Wells to Howard Grotz. Um, he, Howard is an amazing influence because uh, he's the most humble guy that, you know, if you saw him walking down the street, you wouldn't be able to tell he's a bike racer in a way. Um, he, he doesn't come off with any sort of attitude. Um, and uh, he's, you know, just very bright, very uh, always wanting more out of life. Um, you know, he actually just kind of took a step back from being a pro World Cup mountain biker because he, you know, he, he wants more, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he's going to go to grad school and he wants to be a, a math professor at a university somewhere. Nice. That's what he wants to be. <laughs> wow. Right. And, and, uh, you know, to, uh, the Teal Stetson Lees, um, who really hadn't ridden a bike, um, before they came to college and went on to win a cyclocross national championship and, uh, mountain bike title. Um, Sophia Gomez, the Fane. Um, who's, you know, hopefully will be an Olympian here, um, for Argentina, uh, at the next Olympics coming up to the Griffin Easters, um, Mm -hmm. who is still racing. He hasn't, 
necessarily broken through. He's not a household name, but he's someone that brought just an amazing spirit to to the team. Um, uh, and he worked hard, and and it paid off. And he, you know, won a road race title and a couple team time trial national titles, and and. You, you know, he's one of the reasons why we won those team time trial, uh, national titles is just because he was unselfish, Yeah, you know, um, and, and wanted the best for the team. Yeah. Those are some good ones, man. I've, I've got quite a few myself I admire. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, you do. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm big fans of, uh, you know, like Zach Noonan, he's one. Uh, yeah. You know, m- just a massive engine yeah. on the track. Missy Erickson, uh, yeah. of late, uh, yeah. Sarah Sturm. You know, Sarah Sturm uh, has just blossomed into an amazing athlete. Um, and then she really didn't ride a bike before she came to college either. Um, and it's it's taken her a while to get to where she is and and uh, pacing the Kelvin. Um, who's uh, <laughs> has done pretty well for himself of late. Um, to the Brittany Clausens, um, a, a gravity racer who, you know, actually I think she went to track, mountain bike, cyclocross, and road, uh, as wow. did Sarah Stern. Wow. Uh, nationals um, for us. So, um, Ryan Standish's out there are are amazing people. I, there's so many I'm going to forget someone, and they're going <laughs> to hold me to it. I and, know, and, I know. Well, you know, you, back at me. you've got such a <laughs> such a wonderful team, and again, uh, and they're strong and talented, and, and just a t- tremendous ability. But I've always admired how they do it together, and right. just their energy, their enthusiasm, and. Uh, you know, I've said this before to other people and, you know, a lot of times, uh, I'll, I always choose to park our truck and trailer and set up our fr- footprint at a championship. Uh, it's either going to be next to you and your team, or it's going to be next to Dean and his team. And it's really right. just, I, I want, I want to be next to y'all and just be, oh, a, yeah. you know, be a part of the experience together with you. And also just for my athletes to see how you all go about doing what you do. You know, and and because, you know, it takes what it takes to do what we do. And they need to see how teams like yours and Marion's and like you said now, like CMU and others, because, you know, that's what we're striving for. And our kids need to see how champions go about becoming champions. And that's and we can all learn from each other. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dave, I have really enjoyed this. I appreciate you you taking the time to do this. And I guess the next time we are going to see each other, will you be down in Augusta for Road Nationals? Uh, yes, I will. So okay, we'll we'll see you down there. We're gonna we're gonna install a sauna in our office to try to get ready for the conditions <laughs> down there. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a, it, it's a good chance it's going to be a little warm. But then we're all making plans to to come to Durango in October. Oh boy. Yeah. Is there anything yeah, you can tell gonna... us about that event? Like what, maybe give us oh, some insight boy. on the XC course. How high is it going? What, like anything? You know, I'm, I'm actually a chair of two committees <laughs> for, for the race. Um, but the, the cross country course, I'm, I'm not sure it's not going to, it's not going to be like the world championships course that went straight up the mountain, mm-hmm. um, at like 25%. Gradient. Um, they're they're going to try to bring it, you know, more into, um, you know, the the national championship courses we see, where it's a little bit of a shorter course, um, you know, some sort of cloverleaf fashion, yeah. to where you know you can bring spectators into the mix. Um, uh, it it should be great. Um, they are going to race the. World Cup downhill course that we used here back last time it was used was 2001, I believe, for the uh, World Cup downhill. Um, pretty legendary course. Um, and Dual Solemn, 
Uh, it's already on a slope that has lights on it already. Whoa, okay. <laughs> so we we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> good, good. And this is, again, um, at what at what venue? Remind folks what venue that would it, be It's at. up at Purgatory Resort, which is about a half an hour north of Durango. Um, elevation about 8,000 feet. Okay. Um, and also looking to, you know, have some some collegiate things to tr- really try to bring, you know, the community uh, together with the collegiate race. We were thinking about having an athlete parade oh. down Maine um, on the night before racing starts. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, with, a, with a little gathering in a park, and I, I, I think that would be fun for everyone um, uh, to get together because, you know, it, not everyone in Durango went to Fort Lewis. They've gone to everywhere, yeah. right? And and they'd be they'd be psyched to see the Northern Illinois kid, yep. right? <laughs> yeah, walking walking through the parade. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a good time. It's been a few years since we've had a, uh, I think even since we we're in there in Banner Elk, where we actually had. A collegiate team associated with the event, yeah, right, and, yeah. a, and a community associated with the event. So we could be looking at a thousand, fifteen hundred spectators. Oh, that'd right? be great um, at our race. So it, it's we're we're looking forward to showing off collegiate cycling to our community for sure. Well, good. Well, it sounds like it's going to be awesome, and I'm very much looking forward to coming there and experiencing Durango for the first time. And uh, so, yeah, uh, that's in mid-October. But, Dave, I really appreciate you being on Under the Sun and sharing the story of Fort Lewis College cycling team and, you know, um, what all has gone on there for so many years and the championships and the people and, you know, all the moving parts. So uh, thanks again for, for being on the show. And you know what? I mean, as time goes on, I'm sure I'll have you back. Yep. Thanks a bunch, Jim. Good talking to you. Thank you, man. All right. You have been listening to Under the Sun with Coach Tim Hall. To learn more about the podcast, coaching services, blogs, camps, please visit www.cthperformance.com or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Tim Hall. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time.